Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Welcome to another episode of that Disneyland Paris podcast with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. I don't know why we have a different intro to this. And it always I always have to think about how we do this. I don't want to change it. I just, you know, I just don't know how we got on, onto it. But, you know, it is what no. it is, I guess. Um, no. So, let's address the elephant in the room. Oh no, he's, he's sorry. I thought Craig was there. It's not Craig. <laughs> Craig's like, yeah. <laughs> I just saw something big and looming in the in the corner of the room. I thought it was an elephant. No, it's Craig. Um yeah, we uh we slacked off in September. Um we just yeah. we just didn't get around to doing one. Partly for stuff we'll talk about on this episode. Um but we will try and resume normal service uh well obviously this month we are because we're recording right now. Uh, and uh, in November, because some exciting stuff is is coming up on the horizon. Um, but uh, you all good? Yeah, yeah. All I was good. actually talking um, to the listener. I wasn't. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no. The usual. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, you've obviously been busy. That's why we haven't been able yep. to get together. And uh, yeah, um, we're we're fitting this in in an even busier time. <laughs> Well, it's this is a less busy time than it will be in in like a week's time. Yeah, yeah. So it could be worse. I won't, I won't be here. <laughs> no, well, I neither will I. <laughs> no. So yes, we're trying to we're trying to get some stuff done before we all go on our jollies. Um, but been a fair bit going on, uh, yep. and also some stuff to talk about uh, with you. And yep. uh, if we get around to it, I might talk a little bit about me as well. But, you know, I think people are sick of, of hearing me. So maybe we'll just skip that entirely. Um, are you drinking anything? Not tonight, no. I, uh, I've slacked off. Didn't even think about getting a drink. Oh, dear. Someone's going to get parts towards the end of this record? Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. Right. With that in mind, then let's crack on. Um, should we? Should we have a look at what's been going on? Yeah, it's a few yeah, things. Definitely. What 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 do you want to kick off with? Because there's been some, there's some big, been some big bits and some, I'd say quite yeah, minor bits. There's, there's, there's the usual, isn't there? It's always it's Disneyland Paris. There's always something going on. Yeah, well, I tell you what, I'll kick off uh, with something which I just saw today actually, but did make me laugh quite a lot. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but um, there's going to be a protest. Whatever. Well, who, who do you think the process is 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 by? Uh, annual pass holders, maybe. It is indeed annual pass holders. Yes, <laughs> yes. I did. I I saw something flash up the other day about about more moaning about things being taken away and all sorts. Right. Yeah. It's it's um it, it's quite strange. Uh, because I would say, 
of all the parts. Disneyland Paris has probably had the most trouble with people going on strikes and protests and stuff. Yeah. Um, it was only, what was it, last, was it last year? When yeah. the, they had workers on strike because of uh, conditions, work yeah, conditions. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's been known uh, at Disneyland Paris, but I think this is the first time I've ever heard of uh, a protest being conducted by annual pass holders. Yeah. And, and what what did you... Could you work out why exactly? Because, I, I mean, all I, all I saw... <laughs> when I was looking at this earlier, was that people were disgruntled mainly, mainly, with the what they class as restrictions on the annual passes now. So, i.e., the fact that annual pass holders need to book their park days like a regular person would do. Yeah, from what I can gather, that was pretty much it. Um, We'll talk a little bit about this when we get on to the second half of the the show, um, because because it doesn't surprise me in the slightest, having now experienced it, that people aren't happy. Mm. I wouldn't go as far as protesting about it um, because it's it's worldwide when it comes to Disney parks that you have to do this. It's not it's not just limited to Disneyland Paris, um, though. Disneyland Paris does have some issues with it. I think the potentially the problem is is that. The American parks have obviously done a lot of changes to their annual passes. I.e., yeah. they've not they've pretty much restricted new people buying annual passes. Yeah, uh, it's only been for renewals. Whilst Disneyland Paris haven't uh, put a stop to that um, so far. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be sorting mine out soon, <laughs> um, not as a renewal, but as trying to buy a new one. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but yeah, the other the other parks have. So, you know, it, it's very limited availability to get an annual pass, let alone do anything with it, whilst Paris has gone the other way. So, yeah, I I, I, I get it. I, I get why people are disgruntled and, and everything like that. But, I mean, in this instance, do we really think that this is going to make any any bit of difference at all? No. It, it won't do. And considering the Walt Disney Company, consider it the, the dirty little brother of, of theme parks, as shown by D23 in, in recent months, um, is it going to bother the top brass that a couple of people are protesting about one little bit of their massive company? No, they aren't. No. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. It's, it's it's kind of how I feel. Like, I'm not saying people shouldn't complain. Um, I I just don't think this in itself is going to make one iota of, of difference no. at all. It's really not. And that's that's not me knocking the people doing it. I know no. we've had people complain about us saying that we we don't support the people that that listen to us. But I'm sorry if any of you are listening. More, more on you for doing it. I just sadly don't think it will do any good. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I, I'm a lefty um, politically. I'm, you know, I'm all for strikes and protests. If you want to get your voices heard, I'm not saying you you shouldn't do it. I, I just, you know, really don't think it 
they're going to care, unfortunately. Okay. And I don't think, you know, I mean, I'm just looking. There is an event on Facebook now. Um, I'd, I'd read it out to you, but it's in French, so uh, it's it's far too long. Um, but, um, you know, 1.7 thousand people have responded to it. Um, but 174 are going. Mm. <laughs> and I mean, the thing is, it, this is this is a this is a Facebook event, right? You know, numbers don't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter how many people say they're going to go or not. You know, you just click a button. That's about it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, if if 174 people, uh, you know, attend, then 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 great, good, you know, well done. Um, yeah. it's not a huge amount, but it's still, you know, it's better than five people. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so there you go. Um, there is also uh, someone's created a change.org, uh, you know, petition as well. Yeah. For you to voice your opinion. Um, I think all the, I think this stuff is good. I think the problem is, is that you really need to have somebody behind any kind of campaign to really drive it, to really push it, who's able to kind of, you know, really draw attention to it. I just don't think, you know, this, this seems very grassroots, you know? Yeah. And I think that, that that's why I just don't see it working. But um, they're asking people to wear yellow jackets. This was um, a nod to the, the protests that were going on in France two, three years ago now. I think about work and pay conditions when they were pretty much going on strike every weekend. Yeah, uh, wearing yellow jackets. I saw one of the the protests. It was quite fun. Um, or or yellow Mickey ears as well, uh, which I thought was quite funny. Um, fluorescent yellow, though, of course. That's the that's the yellow we're talking about for the jackets. Um, so yeah, if you want to go, it's it's happening at uh, at one o'clock on the 22nd of October. Um, I will not be there. No. Just because I, I literally won't be there. And I and again, I think that's another part of this problem as well, is, well, these people are going to get reservations, right? <laughs> to even get in to have the protest. So well, that'll, yeah. that'll be embarrassing. Because um, let me tell you, if they haven't, they're getting nowhere near those parks. No. No, not a, not a Saturday. Um, so yeah, so 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 that's that's that. Um, where did you want to go to next? Uh, for me, I've I've only just spotted this as well. Um, is the return of the winter uh, food booths in uh, the studios? Um, let me just find the article that I was just reading because I scrolled down. Um, is and it's going to start on the 12th of November uh, and run all the way through until March the 19th, 2023. Okay. Um, <laughs> what, what, does it, what does it say about that then? That's, that's literally it. It just says the Winter Specialities Food Festival will be back in Disney Studios and debut at Disney, Disney Park from the 12th of November. And that's pretty Fine. much it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, yeah. it, is, it is the so they're pretty Epcot. much they're pretty much doing the Epcot thing. Yeah. It's just running all through the year. Yeah, <laughs> from now on, I mean, it'd be interesting. I guess there there'll probably be some different 
uh, food options because it's the winter season. So yep. maybe some more mold. I, I know before we've had stuff like mold wine, so I'm guessing we'll get a yep. bit of that. Probably a bit more Christmassy stuff. Um, I mean, look, it, it, it's good. I've not spent enough time looking at it. I've I've walked there through there a few times when it has been on, and I've been there. Um, it was very much a case, if you remember when when it first kind of came about, of it running for months. You know, yeah. three months here, then maybe you know three months off, and then another three months. You know, stuff like that. It, it was not a an all year round thing. It was seasonal. You had to be there at the right time. I, if I remember rightly. I think when we were there for the run weekend, yep. stalls were there, but it, they weren't open. You know that was one of their down yeah. periods, I think. Um, so you know, but but nowadays it is pretty much they are almost open all year round, other yeah. than a bit of downtime to change out. You know some of the the offerings or whatnot. Um, I, th- I think it's good. I, I I think more food options is great. More food options in the studios, even more important than um, over in Disneyland Park. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Yep, definitely. No, you can't go wrong. It was on while I was there. Um, I didn't use any of it because I was more interested in some of the other new food venues yeah, than, yeah. than that. Um, but it, honestly, it didn't seem overly busy, but then the parks weren't overly busy. Um, they have sorted out the seating issues. Um, they put a load of seating areas in front of uh, the Remy shop. Um, oh, okay. So that's a much, yeah, that's much better now. Um, so it looks like a proper Parisian street then? Yeah. Basically, they've, they finally nice. caved in and, and done what they should have done in the first place. Um, so yeah, that seems to, to, seems to be working out better. Um, so hopefully that continues. Yep. No, I think that's that's positive. That's positive. Can't wait to look at the menus. Uh and I'll be there just after. It's it's reopened, yeah. so yeah, be nice to know in advance of um of exactly what is uh, going on. Yep. Uh should we talk hotels? Yeah. We can do. So um there's been I, I don't know, a fallout a disagreement not sure um but there has been some stuff going on so since the beginning of october and i think this only came out just after so i don't think this was announced or i, I certainly hadn't seen any press release or anything like that but uh, a number of partner hotels are no longer partner hotels yeah in essence so uh, that includes ones like the Dreamcastle, Radisson Blue, and the Grand Magic Magic Circus. Yep. So uh, they are no longer listed on the Disneyland Paris website. Um, I think I think the B and B is still on the website. I believe so. Am I going to be able to? It's taking me through to the Belgian website. I'm going to do this in real time. Uh, places to stay. Partner hotels. Here we go. So, um, yeah. So, the, the, the hotels left are the B&B, which you've stayed at before. Yeah. Uh, the Explorers. 
Yep. That's where we stayed, wasn't it? That was where we stayed. It's, it says Explores Fabulous Hotels Group. <laughs> so they've, they've changed the name on that as well now. Okay. Uh, the Campanile, which yep. isn't, if I remember right, is that not near Davy Crockett? No, it's it's the same group of hotels down that, that bottom end. Right. Um, I think it had a different name, and I'm trying to think what it was. So the B&B was the Kyriad, or was Campanile the Kyriad? No, Campanile's the Kyriad. That's right. It was. Yes, 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 of course, of course. Yeah, I forgot it It changed name, didn't it? Changed ownership. Um, yeah, I don't know why it's called Explorer's Fabulous Hotels Group. That's weird. It's still it's still the same theme as it was the pirate theme. Yeah. Um, yeah so Campanile, uh, the Adagio Marlevel, uh, which I have stayed at before. I'm almost certain. I think it actually might have been one of the ones I was looking at recently. Yes, I have stayed there before. Um, they're like studio rooms, flats, yeah, as it were, rather than just yeah. hotel rooms. Uh, and then finally, the Hotel Lise which uh, I've always loved. It was the first off-site hotel I ever stayed at um, and is literally a stone's throw away from the, the train station. It's wonderful. Um, so they are all partner hotels still. The other ones are not. Now, nearly all of those had shuttles. Uh, oh. or, or, sorry, those hotels do have shuttles. Um, Elise and uh, the Adagio, they have slightly different shuttles because... They look more like regular buses because they are kind of they have routes that start outside of the the parts. I think the parts are just the last stop. Um, but the other hotels, like so the company or the explorers, the B and B, do have regular shuttles. The partner hotels that are no longer partner hotels also had those shuttles. Um, at the moment, at the moment they are still operating, but. How much longer for we don't know. Could, like yeah. it could be permanent. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's every chance that they may not offer those in the future. Now those hotels are pretty much on top of each other, aren't they? Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, like you could walk to pretty all much. There's six of them, pretty much all in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, that in itself wouldn't be too bad. But what would become a massive problem is, let's say you were staying at the the Radisson Blue and they weren't offering a free shuttle anymore, but the B&B hotel was. Yeah. That wouldn't stop anyone walking down to the B&B hotel and jumping on a bus there. No. Which in itself is not the biggest crime in the world but what it could potentially do is cause massive problems with not enough buses and the people that have paid for those hotels not being able to get on a bus yeah so that's what I, I think these I think these three that uh, have moved away from being partner hotels more for them if they aren't running a shuttle bus mm. because it will it will stop people staying there yeah because well, most people won't know how close all those other hotels are. No. No. So they're going to look at it and there's no direct route to to the parks, then they're just not going to stay there. 
Well, the other thing as well, and I mean, obviously the biggest issue for them not being partner hotels is they're not going to feature on the website. So if you're booking, and you know, look, I'd say probably eight out of 10, maybe nine out of 10 people booking their first Disneyland Paris holiday are probably doing it through the official website. Yeah. They're not being savvy. They're not going through Expedia or Bookings.com and Eurostar's website and booking everything separate. They are booking everything as a package. So if you are not one of their partner hotels on that website, no one's going to book you. If you know if there's options that are there that are partner hotels, because people aren't going to know who you are. They're not going to know where you, they're not going. They're not going to know that they your your hotel is literally next door to Partner Hotel. So I think it's yeah. It'll be interesting to understand what it is. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it's a licensing thing. Um, it'll be some kind of agreement between them. Uh, but as to what's gone wrong, it'd be interesting to know. But what I will say is that the the Dreamcastle and the Grand Magic are owned by the same people. Um, it's the same group. It wasn't until recently. Um, and the Magic Circus got bought out maybe six months ago. Right. Um, and that's where the name change has come from. Right. So I think it's possibly something to do with that. I don't know. And I don't know whether the Radisson comes under the same group. It might be that the Radisson group own all three. Mm. It makes sense if that was the case. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, if you book those, don't panic because, as I said, you know, at, at the moment, you know, they still will have shuttle buses and everything like that. But, um, you know, kind of just going forward, you're not going to be able to book them direct. So, there you go. Um, what next? Uh- I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, let's see, what else have we got? Halloween started. Halloween yeah. started in the parks. Um, I wouldn't say there's been much of a difference to previous years. I see that they've got new meet and greet areas. They mean yeah. Maleficent, for example. Um, but otherwise, it's, it's pretty much what we have come to know and love of Halloween. Yeah. You know, the pumpkin ghosts. Uh, pumpkin displays around the park, the uh, the cocoa yeah. stuff. Yeah, over in the Most uh, frontier land. It was they were a bit behind schedule this year because mm. um, normally they want to get everything out by race weekend. Um, they were working on it while I was there. Right. Um, over overnight, even during the day, things were appearing. Um, oh, so I I was flitting between parks. I was on the Saturday. I was there. I I flitted between the parks. I went went into both parks twice. Um, so I started with extra magic hours one morning, left to go to Avengers Campus. Then when I came back, there was a great big box by the gazebo where they were putting stuff in that wasn't there in the morning. Hmm. Um, so it was it was kind of weird. Um, I've never seen it like that. Um, people that listen to this that may not have spent that much time at Disneyland Paris um, and have spent more time at the, the US parks. Disneyland Paris isn't like the US parks. Things don't get done overnight. 
it doesn't change from one day to the next. It, it takes them days and days to get everything finished. So yeah, I saw it as a as a work in progress this time. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But it's you know, it, it's good that it's it's all happening. Um I'm gutted not to see it. It is my favourite kind of season to go there for. Um but maybe next year. Yeah. I mean they're doing something wrong because I mean even Sinead's not going. Yeah. This year. Do you know what I mean? Like it's that's weird. That is <laughs> they're doing something wrong if they can't even convince Sinead to come over for a few days. Yeah. So Yes. Um, merch news. I shared with yeah. you um, some of the Kevin and Jody yes. uh, statues, which. Uh, did we see the castle at D23? Or was it just the dragon? I can't remember now. Uh, I think it was just the dragon because they'd done the, the Walt Disney World castle for the 50th. Um, and so this is the the Paris version of that. So I don't think it was shown at D twenty three. I think it was just the dragon. Got you. Okay. So yeah, I was quite disappointed with the dragon uh, when they announced it because I thought it was only going to be available at D twenty three. Um, so Kevin and Jody, they are I think they're Californian. Yeah. And uh, they make a lot of uh, they made a lot of stuff for the parks, didn't they? There's either a lot yeah. of stuff for the parks, you know, stuff that you see around the parks, but they also make models and miniatures uh, for sale for Disney. And uh, a few years ago, I got a up statue of a young Carlinelli, um, which we're very fond of. They released, it was a set of three. They had that, they had the house with the balloons, and they had tiki mugs. With some of the characters on, yeah. like that's stacked. Um, yeah. I think that was for the tenth anniversary or something. Um, so they've, they've done a lot of stuff. And did you get did you get a Mary Poppins statue from them? I didn't know, and it was still there. They've still got it in stock at Disneyland Paris. Wow! Um, it was one of the few things that they'd actually got that was like that. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth but yeah it was it was really disappointing and that was kind of one of the standout pieces yeah so they've got they've got a certain style to their stuff which you either love or hate i mean some of this stuff actually is kind of based in realism um some of it is kind of more kind of like exaggerated and we we definitely see that with these three pieces so uh the first one is a statue from the uh, Tanier de Dragon, which is uh, for for those that don't know, the dragon under the castle, which uh, lots of people never know anything about for years and years and years, and then suddenly discover it on, on a certain holiday. Um, this is one that's it's based, uh, you know, in realism, i.e., it, it looks like the dragon as you see it under the castle. Um, three pieces, you know, one with the main dragon. Then a separate smaller piece with the dragon's tower coming out of the water, um, and then one with the the entrance sign uh, as well. Um, I think it's really nice. I think it's really nice. Yeah. Um, it's available at some point in October um, at 159 euros. Then in November we've got their Sleeping Beauty Castle. Um, like you said, though, it is uh, similar to what they did for. 
the Disney World 50th anniversary. Um, I like it, but it, it's got a certain kind of whimsical style to it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got the I've got a statue uh, from Old Winsky uh, of uh, Cinderella's Castle. Um, what it years and years ago, they do loads of miniature models of of Disney that you get in the parks in America, um, and that is very much based on the actual castle. Like it's supposed to represent a smaller scale version of that, and it's beautiful. I love it. Um, with this, I, I like what they've done, but I wish it wasn't quite as cartoony. It almost looks like saying you could see it, it's a small world. Yeah. It's it's very brash, isn't it? Colourless. Yeah, and that, that's what I would say with a lot of their pieces is it, it's got that whimsical style of, of it's a small world. Um, mm. A lot of the time, very much similar to, to the dolls and, and stuff like that. Um but probably not quite as as whimsical as as Small World, just along those lines. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I've decided what I don't like. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I, I, I do, I do quite like it. I do quite like it, but it's the drawbridge. It's the drawbridge of the <laughs> castle. It just looks off, and you'll know it when you see it. When you see it, you'll go, "Oh, okay." You don't have to agree, but you can definitely see that there's something up with it. Uh, and that's put me off it. But that's just me personally. Um, a thousand pieces, limited uh, run, and that's going to be 249 euros. And then the last piece, and this is the one that surprised me the most, is uh, they've got a statue of the Visionarium, which is yeah. the music that we have at the beginning of this show. Um, it had... I think we talked about it before. Like I always think of it as a as a Disneyland Paris exclusive show, but it wasn't because no. it also made its way to America as well, didn't it? Um, yeah, just for a little while. And with Robin Williams as well, even more. <laughs> yeah, impressive. and when you when you actually look at it, you can see why they picked him. Yes. Oh yeah, a hundred hundred percent. So they've released a statue of uh, of the timekeeper from that attraction and also his companion nine eyes so for those that never got to go which is i'd imagine probably more people than actually went um this was a is it circle vision is that what they call it yeah so very popular in epcot yes yes they they did love those in epcot um so this was a show last about 15 20 minutes um and you traveled through time and uh because the uh, the room you was in had screens all around you. The the little robot companion was called Nine Eyes because she had nine cameras and you could see 360 degrees, everything that she could see, uh, where she was in time and everything like that. So, um, yeah, they made this, this lovely little statue of him holding uh, Nine Eyes and uh, a thousand pieces also coming out in November. That's going to be 199. That's the one that I think is probably going to... I don't know, the dragon, the dragon, the dragon. Because say it's probably going to be the most popular one, but it could be the dragon. People do love yeah. a dragon in general. Um, but for for the hardcore fan that was there in its you know first decade or so, they would have known that attraction. And yeah, that statue does look really, really cool. I think it's a lovely, lovely tribute piece. But um, 
I think the thing is, like you said there, the problem with this stuff is that you, exp- if this was in Disney World, this stuff would sell out on the first day. Yeah. But Paris doesn't seem to do that. No. And the, pro- the problem is they don't advertise it. No, well not really. Enough. No, not really. I think you're you're probably right there. Um, but the thing is, I, I think. I think the first time I saw that up statue was in the shop, and I was like, I need to have that. But that hung around for ages. Like I, Again, I really thought, I think that was like limited to like 800 pieces or something. I thought, well, like, we're going to have to be quick on that. But it was still there a few months later. Yeah. They still had them. So, strange. Strange they don't sell as quickly as they'd expect. But you never know. The problem with all this limited edition stuff is that just because something that you've liked doesn't sell very quickly doesn't mean that it won't so i would say if you are after all this stuff just just pick it up if you see it pick it up yeah uh, because you don't know but i think it's weird how if it's like a key or if it's a pin you know that's that stuff just 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 flies out i'm guessing it's because it's cheap in comparison yeah you know Uh, and again it's stuff that they advertise a lot and like you have to book a slot to get it yeah, I suppose. And, yeah, and things like that. Whereas with these, they they don't. You just they just put them in the shop, and that's it. Away it goes. Um, but again, we've got a, another key coming out. We've got a Spider Man key coming out. Uh, uh, yeah, in the, in the in next few weeks. weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, which again, you'll have to book your sort to get. Yep. So. Yes. Um, and there's the case in point is that they seem to be presenting them in a different way. Yeah, I, I, again, no, I think it's just I think it's more the costing. Yeah, you know, you're and, and also, I mean, the one thing I will say certainly on the on the up statue that I got, it was big. You yeah. know, to, to to make sure it was kind of uh, well protected, it comes in a huge box. I mean, it, ours came in a. Or, or we asked to keep it, so it came in the box of the box. So it was literally one of these in a brown box, and you opened the, the brown box and you poured out another box, and within that box was some, you know, styrofoam that had been cut to the statue shape where the statue was. You know, it was essentially like three layers of protection around this thing, four layers really. Um, so they do have to, you know, and that's obviously to protect them because they're fragile. I, I, I absolutely yep. understand it, but it does mean they are a real pain in the ass to to take home. Um, I mean, we had to carry ours in a bag. We couldn't fit it in a... Yep. We probably could fit it in a suitcase, but we didn't want to risk that, so we just carried it on with us on, on the Eurostar train. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that could also be a problem, I guess, but... There's ways around this stuff if you really want it. So, yeah, I think I think that was all I had for news. Unless there's anything else yeah. that you, I I was just going to mention that the storybook store um, has reverted back to AP status for a little while. Um, it's currently mm-hmm. selling the the Mickey Mouse collection at the moment. Um, uh, yeah, this is that they do the monthly one. Yeah, I was going to say it's the main event. It's not called the main event, is it? It's no. called the main attraction. Yeah, I think I'm not sure whether that's what it's called now. I, I know it was at one stage, but it's yeah. on to a, another bit of it. And they're currently selling the the carousel and Dumbo 
um, collections from from that that set um, that that reverted today, thirteenth of October. For anybody that's that's listening, a while off. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah, from the thirteenth. He's the main attraction because the yeah. um, the Dumbo backpack, the lounge fly, is on Shop Disney UK at the moment. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So that that's part of what they're selling in there, alongside the the carousel collection. Yeah. What I want somewhere to sell is the bloody Tron line that they're doing in ShopDisney.com. There's a whole Tron line. Well, I say whole Tron line. There's not much. There's about five or six items. But like, there's a jacket. There's a t-shirt. There's a women's t-shirt. There's a snazzy backpack. Um, in fact, there's two. There's a lounge fly as well. Which is really nice, but I'm, I couldn't justify the cost of that. Um, and once again, no sign of it over here at all. And when I asked no. Shop Disney, would they be getting it over here? They were like, mm, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> so, they don't. They don't so know what helpful. they're going to get. Nah, of course they don't. Of course they don't. They get some what they're sent from the states, and that's it. Pretty, pretty much. Although, on that note. Although this is not park related, but never mind. Um, I didn't notice that they've sold or that they've stuck on a load of D twenty three stuff. Yeah, for a while it was. Um, I don't know what they'd done. They'd made a mistake, but they they'd attached a lot of Spider Man stuff to that that yeah. bit of the shop. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I just I just thought maybe it was. It, it certainly didn't look like it was. Well, I couldn't understand why it was. No. Uh, I did like there's a um they've got a uh an Alice in Wonderland teapot, of which of course there's been many over the years. We've got at least yeah. one of them. I think the mother in law's got another one. But they've released a new one which is um the Dormouse from outside the teacups attraction. Yeah. So you know the the, the uh, teapot he's in that he pops up yeah. out of. Uh, so there's an actual teapot of that now. Yeah, there's a, there's a top. few different bits that have actually been added over the last couple of days. So you've got a lounge fly bag, like a handbag, um, that's Alice in Wonderland themed, and the there's a couple of one. other bits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah. you've got the, the the tray, the tea tray, um, which is apparently really heavy, and also a Mad Hatter just cup that he sits on the top of. Yes. Yes, so it's because uh, we got, I think we got a Disney Traditions teacup that looks like, you know, a teacup from the attraction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought that was, uh, I'm surprised they haven't done that before, sold those teacups yeah. as actual cups. Yeah. So glad they're getting on board anyway. Um, yeah. Actually, I've just seen the Mickey Mouse or the main attraction uh, to do with Alice in Wonderland. That's pretty cute, actually. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna buy them. I'm not. not <laughs> no, I can't. I can't get into this now. It's gonna be too expensive. Anyway, speaking of expensive, you yeah. have recently had a trip. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, so finally, that's a, that's the second part of this episode. We're off the news now. Yep, we've rinsed that. Um yep. So you had a. I guess we can call it a, a, a short trip because it was. Yeah, really? it was. It was. Um, it was a a two day, well, a two park day trip. Um, so I did Saturday and the Sunday, 
um, managed to get pretty much a full day on the Sunday because I had a direct train coming back. Nice. Um, so I pretty much had the whole of Sunday, just kind of the late afternoon. Um, I had to leave, um, which wasn't too bad. Um, but I did my usual. I travelled overnight on the coach, um, which all worked perfectly well. Um, so I left home here in the Midlands. I didn't even get get on a train until seven o'clock in the evening on the Friday. Jumped on the train straight down to Victoria. Um, got my coach at ten o'clock. We got on our way. Ferry crossing was fine. No issues. Everything was fine. Weather was nice. Weather was fairly lovely, in fact. Um, and I actually, rather than going straight to Paris, I got the coach to Lille. Um, it was actually quicker for me. Um, jumped off, got on a train from Lille, like I would have done if I was leaving um, the Eurostar, if I'd have gone through to Lille. Um, jumped on the, the CGV. Uh, I got there early, uh, so I jumped on the... Uh, there was a train sitting there on the platform. Um, so I jumped on that. Um, and I was at Disneyland Paris before it even opened. I had about an hour to spare um, before the parks opened. Um, so my traveling was was fantastic. Only issue was I didn't get any sleep. Um, as you can imagine, you're up and down on the coach, passports. Then on the ferry, you can't stay on the coach. So you end up wandering around the ferry. Um, and then it was only another couple of hours and I was I was at Lille. So it was um, it was a, a lack of sleep, but I got over it um, and just got on with it. How did you get on with the jet lag? <laughs> yeah, that, it does feel like that when, you, when you've not had any sleep. It yes. honestly does feel like it. Well, I did that. Um, I did that when I drove through the night we we took a we took a an overnight we left about 10 o'clock i want to say and then we got the shuttle I couldn't remember what it was called got the shuttle probably about half 11 midnight and then drove through um once we got to the other side all the way to the park and we we finally got about an hour and a half skip or so in the car park of Disneyland Paris before it opened. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you can, you know, the, the barriers are down and stuff. You have to wait for someone to actually let you in. Um, so, and, and, and that was very weird because like you say, yeah. like you're just running on fumes at that point. And yeah. because I was sat in the front, so I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to like keep the, the driver. I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to die. Yeah. Which at the time I didn't realise was actually possible but as we've gone, <laughs> as we've gone to know more about this person, possibly could have been. So, um, yeah. So I didn't travel with a serial killer. I just want to state that for the record. It's not what I was saying. He's just a bit nuts. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. So, so how long was your travel time in? You know, from when you left to when you got to Disneyland Paris. When I left home, as I said, it was probably just after six that I left. Okay. Um, and I got to Disneyland Paris at about half past seven the next morning. So it was about 12 hours travel. I mean, that's altogether. worse than going to Orlando, you know. Yeah. Or act- but, to be fair, actually, it's probably about the same because yeah. you, got, you got to factor in your time, getting to an airport, you know, yeah. waiting for the, the plane, all that kind of nonsense as well. So 
Probably not that much different. Yeah. Yeah. But cost-wise, totally different. I was going to say, cost-wise, <laughs> totally different. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it, it all worked out. It was it was no problems travel-wise. Um, I just don't think I'd do it again. So where I think did I've you... I too old for that now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I, 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 I could po- possibly, possibly get away with it on my own. There was no way I could do that with baggage, and baggage. I mean, no. family. I don't mean my family are baggage. I just mean you know, traveling. Yeah. So, where was you staying? So I actually stayed at the Grand Magic. Um, okay, so it's not where was, you normally uh, stay. No, and it it works out because. I did it by mistake. Um, I was meant to be, as as you know, I was meant to be going earlier in the year for the yeah. opening of Avengers Campus and the weather kibosh that. Um, and then I obviously I got this blooming voucher that I needed to use with Eurostar, and that was mainly the only reason why I've ended up going again um, because I probably wouldn't have done if that hadn't been sitting there for three years. Um, and I went to, I thought. I'll go some point in September when the schools have gone back. It's a bit cooler. Uh, and then I looked at my uh, my booking.com and I'd already got a hotel booked. I'd booked it for the race weekend and I'd forgotten that I'd done it. Um, but then it was for the Friday and the Saturday and I went tried to change it so it was just the Saturday and it wouldn't let me. And I was booked, I think I was, I was booked for the Explorers Hotel. And when I went to book it for another day, price was was ridiculous um so i ended up just and this was the cheapest and at the time it was obviously the the magic circus um yeah. and then about six six to eight weeks before i was due to go i got an email saying they changed their name um that all the booking was fine and nothing was changing uh they just changed the name um and yeah that was the first time i stayed there i've got a caveat with this because i have never myself had an issue with a booking from Expedia, from bookings.com, from hotels.com. Uh, other hotel comparison websites are, of course, available. Um, but I know that people have done. So it's it's good that, you know, even though the hotel had changed ownership, you actually didn't have any problems with that booking at all. Yeah, no, it was it was all fine. In fact, I'd had a couple of messages from the, from the manager uh through bookings.com just saying <laughs> everything's okay get this up and everything will be all right and i, I give them their dues i got there early i sat around for about 20 minutes and then i saw a couple of people going up and seemingly getting keys and he checked me in an hour early as well nice um which was which was great because I, I was flagging at that point i had had decided that that was enough for the day without having a break and obviously yeah. I, I went back after that um, but I, I kind of I'd done my bits in the park that I felt like I could do at that point. I had to wander around a couple of the hotels, um, and I just at that point I was just like, right, let's just go and get to the hotel. At least I can find a seat there, get a drink, and just have a relax before my room's ready. But as I said, it, the guy was was great behind the behind the desk. He spoke great English, um, and yeah, checked me in straight away. Um, so I had an extra hour that I shouldn't have had. So what did you do with, uh, I'm assuming you packed light? Yeah, just one backpack um, with one change of clothes for the next day. Um, 
and yeah, very, very light. Didn't really have anything with me at all, other than stuff that I needed. Yeah, Craig hates me because I always take like a massive suitcase. Like he, <laughs> yeah, the last time, I'm... the last time we, I went with him uh, to to Halloween Horror Nights. So before we we roomed together, um, he took like a, a hold on suitcase, and I was like, no, I'm checking my luggage in. And he's like, that bit, we're, we're going away the same amount of time. But the thing is, I always think to myself, well, number one, I normally want to take more than one pair of shoes. So that's yeah. that's bulky. Um, plus, you know, what's the weather going to be like? It's Florida. Uh, I'm going to need a raincoat at least in there as well. Might get a bit chilly in the, in the evenings. I need to put a jumper in there. And I know I'm going to buy stuff. Yeah. And it stresses me out. If I went somewhere with just like a, a backpack and... I knew the stuff that I wanted to buy. It would stress me out because I wouldn't be able to buy the stuff I wanted or I'd be like, how the hell do I pack this all in? And so, so. that's the difference with Paris because I was coming home on the Eurostar. It didn't matter what I bought. No, well, no, because you can because just I could carry just your bags on. Bung yeah. It. yeah, exactly. And um, touching on that, I ended up buying one of the um, Avengers Campus holdalls bring my stuff home in <laughs> so they get you it's how they yeah, get you but it was it was one of the deals if you spent a certain amount of money in the shop they gave it to you for half price so yeah yeah okay fair as enough. they tend to do with with things like blankets and stuff like that oh yeah we've we've come back with disneyland paris blankets before it's been wonderful yeah um, okay so you you've gone back to you you've gone to the hotel you've been able to check in a bit early give yourself yeah. a little bit of uh rest at last yep. um, what else did you, did you do on your first day so when I first got there as I'm an annual pass holder I went straight into the main park once I opened for, for extra magic hour um, honestly I, I didn't do a lot on that first morning when I when I got in there I went straight to Phantom Manor it was a, a five minute wait um, I did that um, what else did I do that morning um, I think I did no i think i did pirates in the afternoon um yeah i really didn't do a lot that first morning honestly i just kind of had a wonder because it had been so long since i'd i'd been i kind of just did the, the usual wander around taking a few photos just taking it in again um because it it, it, it was literally a year uh, it was three years pretty much to the weekend yeah. um since i'd last been there so it was it was a strange feeling and I knew as well that I wanted to come straight out again once the other park was about to open. Yeah. Um, so I know I couldn't really get in a queue and, and wait for ages. So yeah, I was, I was in there for, as I say, probably wasn't quite an hour because the queues were quite long. And this is where my first issue that Disneyland Paris is having at the moment. Um, as we talked about these, these reservations, um, you're currently being checked twice before you can even get in the park. Um, and it's it's causing all sorts of problems. You don't know which queue you're meant to be getting into, um, all sorts of things. So when you get to the front of the park, they have got somebody checking to make sure you've got a reservation before they will let you queue. Um, and it's got nothing to do with scanning or anything. They literally just come along and check. Um, why they can't be doing all of this at the turnstiles, I don't know. Um, it's just, it's it's not helping 
their queues at all. Um, and then obviously you have to scan to get in the park once you get to the front. Um, so they put in all these new turnstiles, and currently, I I don't see what the point of them is um, because it's not you're not attaching a reservation to a ticket. Um, it's completely separate. So even though when you fill in your reservation online and you have to put your ticket number in, it doesn't matter. It doesn't attach it to it. Um, it's just their online system means you have to have a ticket number to be able to get a reservation. Um, it sounds like it's it's kind of half-baked. Yeah. And the thing is, right, the pandemic was 2020. Yeah. They started doing this... Was it like was it like autumn twenty twenty? I want to say yeah, yeah. They reopened quite quickly, didn't they? They opened up in the summer. I want to say like June, July time, around the same time America started to reopen. Yeah, and then it closed again. I want to say about September, either the end of September or October. It closed down again, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but what the point I'm making is that this they haven't just started this last week. No, they've been doing this for a while. They have, at least for the other parks, have said that you know this is the future. Um, yeah. At, at least for now, you know this is going to be continuing for uh, a good while, if not permanent. Yeah, they're basically treating it like it's permanent, whether it actually yeah. is or not, we don't know. But it's it's not going to be going away anytime soon. That's the point I'm making. And no. you need, if you're going to do that, you need to have something structured. And yep. this sounds very much like a system that just—I can't call it broken because they're it, like it's—it's it's not even been put together properly to get to get broken. You know, it just sounds no. like we need to do something. So this is what we'll do, and you're sticking a band-aid over like a gaping hole. It doesn't yep. doesn't make any difference. Yeah, uh, and let's put it this way: the studios is worse than the main park when it comes to this because what they've done is they've basically put a barrier across the front and there is like maybe 10 people standing along this barrier with a little gap next to them and they're checking each reservation as you go in and it's just, it just and it's so confusing as well because they've got different signs up some of them are in English as well, and it still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so that because of where the studio's ticket office is, they've yeah. got a separate bit that goes around the side of it. If you got if you want to buy um, your priority tickets, so say you got friends and family that are coming with you, that goes off in a different direction, but it doesn't really tell you that. It just kind of mentions annual passes. Um, right, and yeah, because that's either. yeah, because the thing is, that's also they've got a designated booth, haven't they, for annual pass yep. renewals or, yep. or purchases as well, I guess. Because that's yeah, um, I can't remember if I was talking to Craig about this because I've at this moment I've got a holiday booked with no tickets. I need to I need to change that. I need, I know I need to do that sharpish, but the worst case scenario is I buy booked tickets. So that, uh, sorry, yeah. dated tickets. So that means that I am guaranteed entry that day because they have a date on them. So I don't need a reservation yeah. because it's already been allocated for. If I yeah. get an annual pass, which is what I'd like to do, 
Um, then with that, I need to then, once I've got my pass number, I can then go onto the online portal and then book my, my reservations. Yeah. But if I... The option three I've got is that I buy a dated ticket. On the first day I'm there, I go and buy it. I upgrade to an annual pass. So get that yep. ticket day back off the annual pass price and then buy the annual pass and then try and book my tickets. Obviously, the the issue with that is that it's Russian roulette if there's going to be park availability. Now, I'm going off-season. So there is absolutely yep. no reason why I should struggle with, with a reservation at all when I'm going. I've not but, seen at any point that they're struggling for for reservations when it's not peak times. I was going to say, like over the summer, absolutely. You know, people are really stressing out about it. But out of season, and the thing is, I know, I know what the parks are like out of season. Like, it's normally when I go. So I know how yeah. quiet the parks are. So that's why I'm not stressing about I'm not. I don't have a reservation yet because I don't see it being a problem when I do. That said, it's, it's still Russian roulette. But when I got my annual pass last time, it wasn't mine. It was when my wife, my wife bought hers. We went to that uh, ticket office because we knew it was going to be manic at the passport bureau. So. Yeah. If you go there, I think because I don't really, I mean, obviously they're advertising the fact now, but they never used to, you know, have like a dedicated annual pass ticket window, but it just made it so much easier to do it there. So, okay. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, as I said, I, I just took a wander around, around the park mainly on that, that first morning. Um, didn't, didn't dive into anything in particular. Went in a couple of shops on my way out really um, some of them weren't even open at that point um, for the day so that that waited until my when I went back in the afternoon and yeah did the first hour and then came out and and headed to the studios um, and we can all guess where I headed when I got in actually I didn't head straight there because I got some breakfast at that point um, From? I got some uh, it's studio one um, just their, their little grab uh, breakfast so an orange juice coffee croissant um and just sat in that you I know where the little drinks. tiki area is two drinks yes yeah. yeah and that's part of the the meal deal that's not there is it isn't a choice so you get a coffee and a juice which is is fine by me because that's what i normally do in the morning anyway um so um and just sat in that you know where the little tiki area is before you walk out into this into the studio i sat on that that yep. corner there um, and just watch watch the world go by and seeing people enjoy themselves. And then, of course, we know where I headed. Crush's um, coaster, of course. <laughs> of course, yeah. Which has still got 90 minutes to two-hour waits, uh, even out of season. Um, no, I, I headed left um, and hit Avengers Campus for the first time. Um, all I can say is you can knock the rides all you want. Um, the theming is just unreal compared to to what Paris, other than Ratatouille, uh, I don't think there's a better theme land in Disneyland Paris. Um, you you literally, so I, I walked into the land and Spider Man was up on the roof in front of me. Literally, as soon as I walked in, didn't see him again for the whole weekend. <laughs> 
<laughs> but but he was literally there as soon as I walked in. But no, I there's characters walking around all the time. Uh, I saw Ant Man. I saw Wasp. Uh, uh, hang on, how, how, how did you see Ant Man and Wasp? They they are tiny. <laughs> they were in there expanding bit. Oh, okay. They were standing by one of the uh, the discs. Okay. So they were all right. Uh, yeah, we saw Falcon Cap. He was around quite often. Uh, Captain Marvel was walking around all the time. Uh, I saw Thor, Loki. Um, the only one I didn't see was Iron Man, um, okay. which I was surprised. Um, I think that's because a lot of the time I've seen Iron Man has been in the uh, the meet and greet area. Yeah. The indoor, like the photo opportunities. Yeah, place. I know. He, I know he's been seen out on the back of the car as well. But for most of the time, the car was parked. It wasn't used. Um, it's just sitting under the Quinjet um, most of the time. Whether there was an issue with it, I don't know. And they just decided to leave it there so people could see it. Um, but yeah, for the most part, though, the the car didn't move. Um, you know what I find funny, actually? And it's it's only because you just mentioned it that I, I never thought, I never put two and two together. But you've got uh, Sam Wilson's Captain America. Yeah. Right, because that is the version that we've now got in the MCU. But we've yep. still got Iron Man. Yeah. And that's what they said. They said it's not meant to be within the MCU. It's meant to be a slightly different universe. I get that. But, uh, but then, in that case, have Steve Rogers' Captain America. Which they do in Disneyland. Yeah. He's still walking around. Um, I don't, get, don't get me wrong. I love, I love uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America. I like the costume. I know it's not that's not a popular choice, but I really do. I think it's great, and yes. I can't wait to see his own Captain America film. But continuity, people, decide what you want yep. to do and how you're going to do it because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Otherwise, um, you may as, unless they turn around and say like this is like you know Avengers Campus is basically um, what if. And in yeah. that case, okay, fine. But it's not. Yeah. I, and I have to say, the guy that they've got playing Sam at Disneyland Paris, it's quite scary how much he look, looks like Anthony Mackie. Um, yeah. We know they've had some issues with getting lookalikes. Again, I saw a Star Lord that didn't look anything like Chris Pratt um, doing the dance off that evening. Um, him and Gamora were doing a dance off. I just happened upon it. Um, but he didn't look anything like Chris Pratt. Um, but yeah, the, the the Sam Wilson looks just like him. It's it's scary. Can I, I can tell you a funny story about about Chris Pratt lookalikes. So this is a tangent. This is what we do. Um, yep. We were having a video call. I think it was something quite serious. Like I think it, if I remember correctly, I think it was when we were doing our wheels. Such a such an upbeat story. This. But we, we had it was during the pandemic, so we had to do it over a, like a video call. And uh, so me and my wife are sat there, we're talking to this person, whatever. And uh, we'd, we'd, we'd done most of it, we'd been chatting for like an hour, or whatever, coming towards the end of it. And she, she, I mean, she's obviously staring at us because she's staring at the screen, we're staring at the screen. And she went, Please don't take this the wrong way. She said, But you really remind me of someone. And I said, all right, okay. She went, you remind me of Chris Pratt. At that point, my wife lost it. 
Like, she was howling. She thought this was the funniest thing she'd ever heard in her life. Not because, like, and the reason why is because she really likes Chris Pratt, or she certainly did, um, and and obviously, like, thinks that it was the most uh, incorrect uh, lookalike she'd ever come across in her life. So yeah. she found it I've, hilarious. I pointed funny. it out before. I pointed out that you looked like one of the Star Lords in the parks. Oh yeah, so. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, 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 I unfortunately do have you know at the at the right right time at the right way with the right hair. Uh, yes, there is there is a passing resemblance, absolutely, but it is it is that. However, yeah, the Star Lords they pick, yeah, there's there's been one or two that look far too more much like me and not enough like Chris, the, the actual real Chris Pratt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so that morning I didn't actually get on the rides. Um, as I said, I was I knew I was going to need a break at some point, um, so I wasn't I wasn't going to get in queues that were going to be ages. Yeah. Um, so I just I wandered around um, the land for probably a couple of hours, to be honest. And nips in the shop. I I ate in Starks. Um, I wanted to go and check out the what they'd done to it. The, the main bulk of the the restaurant hasn't changed that much mm -hmm. um but i went and sat in the the expanded bit that used to be the spider-man meet and greet yeah um that they've they've kind of themed to the ssr with peggy's desk and and things like that and i had the the room to myself for, wow. for about 20 minutes before anybody came and sat in it because it is just such an expansive restaurant now with the with the expansion um it, it, it is. There's there's loads of seating now. Um, food was all right. It's nothing to write home about. Um, it's very quick, but that's all I wanted. Um, as I said, I'd, I'd had some breakfast quite early on, and and I'd, I'd left it till like one o'clock before I ate anything again. Mm. Um, and I still wasn't particularly hungry because of how tired I was. So I just wanted something quick. So I, I just had the spaghetti bolognese um, that they had in there um and it, yeah it was nice enough um that is so bizarre spaghetti bolognese was the first thing i ever ate in a disney park <laughs> that, and, yeah. and, and I, I can't see the last time i saw it on a menu in no. Disneyland Paris. That's well, you, really well weird. you can then now yeah um well i can't so yeah. nowadays no. but yeah i know no. what you mean no but um yeah had that i had the the thaw cake um, thing that frozen? they've been advertising. No, it wasn't. It's it's weird. Thor, Thor, to be honest, Thor, Thor, yeah, Thor. yeah. Um, no, it was it was strange. To be honest, it was it was kind of like a gelatin outside with a little bit of like what you'd imagine like a gatto kind of style, but it's like it looks like a block of soap when, <laughs> when you actually get it. Right, it's you're a tiny really, little thing as well. Really selling it to me. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, well, we'll get onto some stuff that I I will sell because it was it was much better. Okay. Um, but yeah, and to be fair, I didn't even go all the way through the land. I kind of got to where the meet and greet area was and didn't go anywhere else. Um, completely forgetting that there was another area further on, um, <laughs> and I didn't discover that until the next day. Um. So yeah, pretty much. I I got on Ratatouille. Um, I dared ventured onto Cars Road Trip. Um, oh my God, 
I'm not. I can't even review that. <laughs> I can't wait not to go on it. I mean, I, I mean, the thing is, I say that. I mean, I'm I'm going I'm going away away with Craig, right? I mean, I will be going on that. He thinks yeah. it's it's great, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be going on it whether I like it or not. But to be honest, again, because of when we're going there, I expect every everything to have quite short queues. So, yeah. I mean, well, I'm gonna have to go on it because yeah. I'll have done everything else. I only waited for five minutes, okay. so, and I literally felt obliged to do it because it was a new attraction. I thought I'm gonna sure. have to do it, aren't I? Yeah. Um. And and as I crowned it to to you guys, Kentucky Kentucky Fried Truck, yeah. um, is what I'm calling it because pretty much they set a truck on fire while he's talking to you. Yeah. Um, it's it's not the greatest look. Um, and I don't know, I honestly don't know how long they can keep going with it. Um, it's, it's just so it's so so weird. Like I. I've always had a soft spot for Catastrophe Canyon, um, you know, I, I, for the same reason I had a soft spot for for Armageddon, even though I, I didn't ride it in about the last eight years of its existence. You know, I like things that kind of show you how special effects are done, or you know, kind of immerse you in that in that kind of way yeah. of, of doing things. Like there's, there's something I like about it; I enjoy it. But this this re theme that they've done just doesn't make sense to me i i in a way i'd almost wish they just got rid of it even yeah. though i like it because i like that feels it, it's like when you see someone suffering let's yeah. use a good let's use a nicer example let's t- take a show like the walking dead you know one of your favorite characters has just been bitten and you know they're gonna die um, and you know they're gonna turn into a zombie do you wait for that person to turn into a zombie and then, you know, maybe you'll also get bitten by them and then you'll die. Or do you just shoot them in the head and put them out of misery? And I kind yeah. of wish that is what they've done with Catastrophe Canyon and not yeah. rethinked it to cars. Yeah, definitely. Uh, to be fair, the whole thing lasts about 10 minutes mm. now. It's it's not even, uh, even long. And literally, Catastrophe Canyon is the only thing on it. There's a few, not even animatronics, like Lightning's eyes move. Yeah. Um, and, and things like that. But even those those set pieces are, are nothing. Um, I'm not quite sure what they were thinking. I think the problem is, if you've ever seen any of the cars things that they've done in Hollywood studios, or, you know, if you want to even take it to a bigger extreme, you know, Radiator Springs, what they've done in Radiator Springs yep. at... at DCA. When you see what Paris got, you're like, "Well, why did why did you bother?" It, yeah. It's barely a step up from the stuff that they've got over at Quatchers uh, Rally. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Basically, and that, it, and that was if a anything, cheap that's ride. Better. Well, yeah. it, it was a, it was a cheap ride they threw in there. You know, once cars was like a, a, a bit of a hit, and they wanted to make a little Pixar area. You know, for yep. for what it's worth. You know, I actually think the, the that ride is much more fun than it has any right to be. And it took me a long time to ever go on it, but once I did, I was like, actually, that was a lot better than I expected it to be. It's, it's a very short, simple ride, but it's quite good at what it does. Yeah. But this overlay just feels so cheap. And we knew 
because of like future expansion and everything like that, we knew that this was really supposed to be a bit of a temporary makeover. But you almost wonder why they bothered. Like, surely yep. it would have made more sense for them to have taken the Reign of Fire scene out completely and yeah. just replaced a few of the props backstage. So there were things that people actually were aware of rather than stuff that hadn't been relevant since 2001. Because yep. yep. that was the biggest problem Definitely. with that thing completely. And then you could have left Catastrophe Canyon as it was because it wasn't themed to anything anyway. Just stuck a few new set pieces outside to rot in the rain yep. like they did with everything else. Um, and that would have been less painful than actually trying to make it relevant to cars. Definitely. Yeah, it just, uh, I don't know. It doesn't add anything to the studios, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I did did that. I did Ratatouille. I went through the single rider queue, five minute wait. Um, I, it's still enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't have waited any longer than that. Yeah. Um, not when I was only there for two days. It was it was kind of getting what I can, um, and yeah, that was pretty much my my morning. Again, I I just kind of took in the park. I had a wander around, um, and yeah, that was that was it. I spent most of that that time in Avengers Campus, just taking it in, taking a few pictures. Uh, didn't do as I say any of the rides until later on that day. But at that point, it was time to head out. I took a wander through the village. Um, and that's that's kind of what I wanted to touch on as well. We were we were talking about those those statues earlier. Um, both myself and you, Nick, have said how much we love the gallery, how much we love Harrington's. Yep. Honestly, it was all the same stuff in both shops, and it was very, very bare. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, all I can say is I wonder whether it's supply chain issues at the moment. Um, and the other thing I, I kind of thought about getting was the, the exclusive uh, Scrooge McDuck Disney tradition. It was 120 euros. Weirdly, I'm glad you just told me the price of it because there is... I'll give them a shout out because I've used them a couple of times and they've been pretty good. There's a there's a website called uh, Lord Collectibles. They also have a yeah. Facebook page, Facebook group, all that stuff. But they are probably the biggest seller of Disney traditions in the UK, and they've they've had Jim Shaw over on numerous yeah. occasions to do signings and Q and As and stuff. So you know it's only a small you know, family run business, but they, they do really well. And they've obviously got a really good relationship with, with Jim Shaw. Um, but they also quite often get rare items in that you wouldn't, you know, I mean, obviously you can get Disney traditions in loads of places, can't you? You know, like a lot of the high street yeah. jewelers sell Disney traditions and, you know, Clinton's and, you know, all those shops sell them as well, but they will get pieces in that no one else gets. And at the moment, They've just got in that Scrooge McDuck, the Thunder Mesa uh, yeah. Scrooge McDuck, and I think I think their price was about one hundred and ten pounds or a hundred pounds. It was something like that, and I thought, bloody hell, how big is this thing to cost that it's much money? Regular size. Yeah, well, that, well, that's, that was the thing. It didn't look any bigger, but by the price, I was like, it must. It's got to be 
Because the only I've, thing that's been that kind of price was that massive stitch that they did a few years ago. I've I've just looked it up on their website. You got to think higher than one hundred and ten. It was one hundred and thirty. One hundred and sixty. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they, they, I, there's two things here. They're either buying them from Disneyland Paris and having to put a markup, or because yeah. it's a parks exclusive, Ensenco, I think it's Ensenco, isn't it, that make them? Yeah. Uh, are, are, you know, are willing to sell them, but at a higher cost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, but to be uh, fair, like if you, you know, think of it like this: if you wanted that, your only way of getting that. He's going to the park. Yeah, so if you factor exactly. in, you know, getting to the all right, okay, you're not going to just go to a park to buy an item and come home. But the point is, you're going to need a park ticket. You're going to need to get there. You're going to buy some food. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. ipso facto, it, it's probably not too bad a price if you really want it. And that, if that's the only place you're going to get it is Disneyland Paris or there. Then it's probably not yeah. too bad to pay that much more for it. It's no not really much yep. different to buying something from Double Box Toys or something. We just, just finding out exactly. like, all these companies, aren't they, today? Yeah. Yeah, so I did that. Um, what did I do? I sat somewhere. I think I got a drink. I can't remember exactly what. Oh, no, that was it. I went to I went into Starbucks and got the, the mug that you'd pointed out. Oh, excellent. Uh, so the, they had those. The, the 30th anniversary, yep, they did. Um, so for anybody that is going... They have got one out on display. Um, don't think that's the only one they've got. They're all under the till now, whereas they used to be behind the till. Mm-hmm. Um, they've put them underneath the counter now, so you can't see them. Um, so they have got them just it's off. Probably, it's probably better for them, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder how many they knocked over. Yeah. Behind the till. Yeah, because they're, they're up high. So you've only got to like yeah. swing your arm or move quickly out of the way of somebody, and you know you bumped into them and knocked one down. So yeah, it probably makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, so there, then I headed out of the village um, around the lake. I paid a visit to uh, Sequoia Lodge, uh, Santa Fe, and I managed to have a little stop off at uh, the Art of Marvel um, and had a wander round. Um, it's very impressive. Don't get me wrong. I think they've done a great job. Uh, I have come to the conclusion that those statues that we saw in the studios all those years ago mm. and that are now planted outside, what they remind me of, they remind me of bubble bath bottles. Oh, that's a great <laughs> shout. That's a great I, shout. I stood underneath the Iron Man one and I looked up at it and I went, you look just like what I used to put in the bath. As a kid. Yeah. Yeah, because they're on these weird plinths, aren't they? And yeah. they're kind of posed. But also, the other thing, and I think the thing that's most glaring about them, is they don't look like statues. I.e., no. you know, a statue. You know, think of the partner statue, right? Yeah. That, that isn't a colour statue. That is, you know, in a bronze to make it, or, or certainly a bronze effect to make it look like, you know, it's an actual statue. Yeah. These look like posed models. Yep. Don't very they really? much so. Yep. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. No, it just, it just made me think of it. But yeah, I had to sit around inside. 
um, just outside the bar, walked around and had a look at some of the artwork. The only thing I will say is compared to the, the concept art, um, the, they haven't really changed anything in comparison to the old one in the way the building's set out. Um, the lobby is still exactly the same. Um, they've just added the Iron Man armor and yeah. cap shields and stuff like that. It's no more expansive than it was before. Uh, unlike what the concept art made it look like, um, made it look like it was ginormous in there. It's not. It's not changed at all. Um, just redecorated. Um, the the bar at that point wasn't open, so I didn't get to go and try any of the uh, the Infinity cocktails. Yeah. Um, that was shot. I did take a picture and send it to Craig, um, <laughs> just for pros- prosperity. Um, but yeah, and then, then I just had a set and and watched the world go by for a little while as I was absolutely battered by that point. Um, and was just kind of counting down how long it was going to take me to get back to the hotel. Um, but yeah, it's very nice. I still love to stay there. Um, I'm sure I will do at some point. Um, yeah, some of the artwork, it's actually got a set of my favourite artwork. I don't know whether you've ever seen it, Nick, um, of the, the side profiles of the, the characters. So they're facing off, looking at the other way to you. Mm. Um, and then there's the one of Deadpool breaking the fourth wall that's looking straight at you. <laughs> um, I, I love that artwork. And they've, they've got two two walls covered in them of all the, all the different characters. And that was I really liked seeing that. Uh, and then, yeah, I made my way back to, to my hotel, um, had a sleep, had a shower. Uh, the, the morning had been quite warm. I'd, obviously, I travelled overnight, so um, I was in a, in a spirit jersey and, and jogging bottoms for the, the travelling. And then when I got back to the room and I woke up, had my shower, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll dress down, I'll wear a pair of shorts, now a T-shirt, I'll be fine. Oh, I made the cardinal sin, didn't I? Um, so I went back to the Disneyland Park again. As I said, I did a did a lot of hopping on that first day. I, I did Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, just kind of enjoys dusk. Um, and we know how the Disneyland Park lights up at, at night. Um, so did, again, I didn't spend a lot of time. I knew I wanted to get on Pirates. I was going to get on Big Thunder, but it had been down part of the day. So I, I wasn't going to do that at that point. Um, and yeah, again, just had a, a wander around, um, went in some of the shops that I hadn't been able to in the morning because they weren't open. Um, and yeah, just kind of enjoyed the day. I, I did my usual. I bought some some fudge from the from the sweet shop um, just to keep me ticking over. Um, and yeah, then I headed headed back to the studios again um, for my evening over there because at that point. Um, Spider-Man ride, the, the single rider was down to about 20 minutes. Um, so I headed on there. And yeah, we've, we've compared it on here to, to Ninjago. And yes, while the technology is similar, let me tell you, Disney's version of it is far superior. It actually works. Because oh, it couldn't be any worse. I mean, the one thing, and, and when we talked about this, when it was first announced, when we was looking at the ride tech and everything like that, we did compare it to Ninjago because we knew that existed and, and and what that had been like and i found it very lackluster like i thought the idea was clever but the way it worked just seems to make no sense at all just just you know yeah, it was yeah. potluck if it actually was doing what you was trying to get it to do so i'm glad to hear that at least 
Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely works. It, it's very easy to work as well. Um, you can see where you're aiming your webs. It's it's so much better. Uh, and I'm going to be the first to say that the next morning I, I'd already been guilt tripped because I went by myself. Um, a set of web shooters came home with me um, for our trip to California next week um, for my little boy. Um, so they'll be being packed up uh, to, to go out there and, and use on the American version of the ride. Um, hope, it, hope it works. Hope it's dual technology. They will do. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, it's exactly the same. It, in fact, it was the same box. Um, it was all in English on the box um, with obviously French underneath. But um, yeah, it, it's exactly the same box and everything. What did um, you go for? Uh, he just wanted the, the basic Spider-Man one. Right. Um, if I'd have been picking, I probably would have either gone for Doctor Strange or Iron Man. Um, what I didn't know is that you could put a ping pong ball in the hand of the Iron Man one and it floats. Oh, wow. Looked like the jets are going. I was like, really? Because I, I hadn't seen that. I just thought I right, just be you'll just do the shooting thing and it won't do anything. But yeah, it's actually got a jet of air coming out of the middle of it. Oh, man. And there was people walking around with this little ping pong ball in the middle of it, um, which I thought was was really cool. Um, but yeah, he's just got the, the basic Spider-Man one um, because Spidey's his favourite. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed the ride. I did all right on it for the first time. Um, if you're doing it really hard, it, it can be quite painful by the end of it, I have to be honest, um, because you really are trying to fling webs. You probably don't need to do it that much, but it, it just feels like you want to do it properly. And yeah, by the end of it, my arms were, were sore. Of course, only thing is that's it. You could probably just like point your finger or whatever, but yeah. that's not that's not how you... you I, I'd be the same. Right, you know, yeah. this is me being Spider Man. I want to shoot some web. Pew 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 pew. So yeah, yeah I'd be I'd be giving it all that as well. So yeah, um, and then once I once I did the ride, which I, I really enjoyed, I thought right, it's time for Flight Force. It was down to a ten minute single ride away, That's and as I got to it, it broke. As I got to the the gate, it broke down. Of course it did. Um and. I sat there. They said, hopefully we'll be up and running again soon. They didn't say what the problem was. Sat there for about half an hour and we slowly watched people coming out. because obviously they cleared the queue out first and then they had to evacuate people. So I would imagine there was a prop, probably a couple of trains going round. Right. Um, So they've had to evacuate. So it's taken them 20, 20 odd minutes to clear everybody out. And it got to about half an hour and they closed the whole thing. Couldn't Ugh. even wait. They sent us away. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I wandered off. Um, and I kind of, I don't know where I was going. I think, do you know what? I went down to the Ratatouille area. I thought, oh, I'll go go down and see what's, what's going on down there. Uh, just enjoy the atmosphere. And as I was cutting across the main courtyard, uh, the heavens absolutely opened. Um... <laughs> I, I sent a picture to my wife saying, you're not going to believe this. And you could actually see the rain in the picture yeah. coming down. And I, I'm not taking anything with me. My jacket was in the hotel room. Got no jumper or anything. And I was in a pair of shorts and a T-shirt. You don't um, I mean, About at the and, same time, I mean, I'm glad you are keeping up to your stereotype. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I'd picked, I'd got to that point where it was cold, it was getting colder as well, Yeah. Um, where the, the clouds had come over. And I was looking for a specific jumper, and you'll know, know which one I mean when I, when I say it. It's the one that says Disneyland Paris across the middle, and then it's got two badges either side, one yes. for the park and one for one of the... And could I find it in anything other than a 2XL? Could I hell <laughs> in the whole park? Well, to be um, fair, 2XL, I mean, that would, you know, you could, that really drown you, you know, it keep yeah. you pretty toasty. Yeah. And do you know what? I, I, I walked around the whole park. I went down to Ratatouille. I went in the shop in the studio, the one in the, the main courtyard as you come in. Yeah. Nowhere had got it in any other size. And I ended up, I walked back to the Avengers shop um, and ended up buying a rain jacket in there. <laughs> um, because I just, but <laughs> I'll let you into secret the next morning. I bought the jumper in the other park. <laughs> <laughs> I found let one me, in my size. In let the other me guess. Park. Let me guess. Was it the Clovia shop? No, it wasn't. It was in the Emporium. Oh, okay. I couldn't believe it. There was just one hidden in in amongst a load of like smalls and two XLs. Um, Amazing. It didn't even have it on. It didn't have it on the hanger. The hanger label was missing. Yep. And I just happened to skip through it, and I went, "That says large on it." Woo-hoo! Oh, that's. I mean, that, um, that's always a top tip as well for people. Like, yes, yeah. I mean, obviously that the hangers should be accurate, but don't take yeah. their word for it. Always check the tag or if uh, if it's visible enough, the the actual like sizing label on the item because yeah. the number of times that I've like gone, oh, I haven't got my size, and then I thought, oh, let me just have a look, and then I found it because it was like not marked or incorrectly hung. Yeah. Um, yeah. But can I, look, I've just got two words for you, right? And this is for for you going forward, where wherever you are in the world, okay. Yeah. Emergency poncho. Yeah. Right. They yeah, are. I they take I'm up no to. room. You could even put them in your jean pocket, and you've got a poncho ready to go whenever you need it. Like, yeah. It's it. That is like the same. Like me giving you the advice like that is like me when I always travel to Disneyland Paris. No matter what time of year, even the summer, I will pack at least some thermals with me. Because you are never <laughs> certain in Paris, wherever it's in the yes. summer, you're almost going to see it's not going to get cold at all. But yep. Paris is so unusual with the weather, you could never ever be sure what you're going to get. So no, I no. always have to be prepared. Yeah, I might have to buy one in California. Um, but yeah, so that was that, and it, the rain stopped fairly quickly. Um, I'd wandered off again because there was no sign of Flight Force reopening at that point. Um, so I just took a, a wander around the park again. I think I probably... I, I went into that where I'd been sitting earlier in the day to have my breakfast. There's a little kiosk right there that sells sweet snacks and drinks. Uh, yeah, um, right, at the, right at the front. Right at the front, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I grabbed a, a couple of cookies from there. I bought the... I got the Groot caramel cookie mm-hmm. from there. Um, and they had a 30th anniversary sprinkle cookie that I bought from there. I ate those, um, and then I checked the the uh, the app, and Flight Force was just reopening. 
Um, and I was on the first train as it reopened. Wow. Um, the queue, superb. There's nothing wrong with that at all. The Iron Man animatronic is great. Um, the ride is a ride. <laughs> it's. I don't see the point in it. Um, the screens are useless. Um, you're going so fast you can't see them. Um, you'll occasionally hear Brie Larson talking about something um, as you whiz round, but it's just rock and roller coaster with less theme in. Yeah, I think it when when they first announced it, and I I, I mean I'm not going to go back now and try and find the episodes when we discussed this when it was first announced when when they announced what the attraction was going to be like how you know it was going to be you know screens and stuff but i'm almost certain when we talked about it we both said i i know i definitely said that it wasn't going to work because that attraction is too fast for you to see stuff and the only way that you can you know screens work on a roller coaster is to have sections where it slows down and rock and roller coaster and bearing in mind that they said that they, you know, the ride was going to be pretty much the same in terms of like the track layout and everything like that. So that I couldn't understand where screens would have worked. You know, Next. obviously, and I mean, I, you don't have to tell me. I don't want to know because we'll, I'm still going to go on it if it's open, obviously. Um, well, yeah, and I don't blame you. It, but, it's it's still a good experience just for the for the queue. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, I love rock and roller coaster, but I, you know, I love the the ride as much as the music. And I mean, let, let's be honest, as much as I was a big fan of the the Paris version of it, um, you know, it was just light lighting rigs. You know, there was that was yeah. that was the visual. If you go to the one at um, Hollywood Studios, obviously you get some traffic signs and some you know other other things that are kind of blacklit. Now, to be honest, when when we went on it together, that was much better than the time I'd been on it before, because most of that stuff yeah. was so dark you couldn't really see it. So it was better in that regard. But I still don't th- even think the theming on that one is particularly like great. But if you think of um, Space Mountain, yeah, right, that has got screens. That's also got props. Now I'm not saying it's it's uh, like fantastic. I mean, for me, I love you know, Space Mounts because of, you know, you're hearing the Star Wars music as much as anything else. But you do get to see stuff. You know, the way that they yeah. put stuff in, it, it, it kind of works. But it, that's a different ride to Rock and Roller Coaster. And if you yeah. are, you know, if you're, if you're just relying on screens, it, it was never going to work. You know, what you needed was planets, that you were going past or, or you know you know comets or what you know whatever you need to see stuff as you was going around that could just yep. you know just blur past you but you still got to see something you can't do that with screens no you no know, it's why when you're watching a film you know if you're watching you know marvel's a good example of this sometimes right actually no dc is even better for this like when you've got that big battle at the end of a film you know when the hero is is fighting the the villain in a dc film like it's normally going so fast, you can't actually work out what's going on, because the action is so frantic, the camera cutting is so manical that it's very hard to actually see. And it's a shame because people spend a lot of time, you know, putting that stuff together. 
but it just looks like a blur. So if you're yep. flying past screens, you're not going to be able to see much. You're going past no. them too quickly. Very much so. Uh, and yeah, it's, it is exactly the same ride. Um, so I, I can't recommend it as a, a great addition to the park because it isn't a, an addition. It's exactly the same and, and probably slightly worse yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, but the queue is well worth the wait. Um, but you probably won't have a wait, to be honest, so I wouldn't worry about that. Do you know what um, they should have done? I've just fixed it, right? This is what they should have done. Whack some planets and stars around it, right? Because stars and stuff you can see quite quickly, right? And yeah. then just had the soundtrack of uh, Back in Black. Yeah. Because that, that was the, the song that Iron Man was like really synonymous for. Um, you know, it was all over yeah. that first film. And then it would have kept in with the, the previous theme of it being a rock and roller yeah. coaster, but now being things to Iron Man. And that would yeah. have made much more sense than what they've done. Yeah, definitely. It's, what can you say? Let, let's hope there's something else in the pipeline, um, both for Flight Force and possibly another attraction. Well, they, I mean, um, they're, they're that is... talking, aren't they, that, that Flight Force is going to be going down for a refurb. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, no, no ride goes down for a refurb that quickly after opening, unless no, they know not when it's been closed for three years. Yeah, yeah, they've so, realised it's it's not working. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, that was my night in the studios. That I was done, um, and at that point, again, I checked the app. Um, I kind of decided that I, I might watch the fireworks, but I wasn't overly bothered. But I thought I'll go and have a look at. The um the decorations in Frontierland for Halloween because they were all out, all the cocoa stuff was out, um and obviously they light all of that up. So I thought I'll go and take a look at that, and I, I checked the app, and Big Thunder was running at a fifteen minute wait at this point, um having been down for a lot of the day. So I got my night ride in on Big Thunder, um to finish my first day at the park. I mean, we've talked about it before. It's the best experience, isn't it? A night. Yeah. I mean, it's, yep, a, it's a great definitely. ride any time of day, but at night it just—it's just so much better. Yep, yep, definitely, and as enjoyable as ever. Um, I probably could have gone on again, but I thought at that point it was—it was just before the fireworks were starting. I thought, right, I'm going to get out before they start, mm. um, and get a, a good night's sleep, uh, which I did. I slept all the way through. Um, I had my free breakfast in the hotel the next morning um, which was well worth it and again I set off for extra magic hour um, but this time I'd kind of settled on already staying in the park a bit longer um, before heading over because I had done a lot of what I needed to do in the studios mm. um, other than a couple of shows which we'll talk about that's how I ended my, my weekend um, so I headed over I did uh, Phantom Manor again it was a five-minute wait. Um, and then when I came out there, actually, to start my day, I actually got on the the police van, uh, the Main <laughs> Street vehicles. Yeah, still That was the first time I've ever done a Main Street vehicle. It's Every time I go, I'm going to do it. And then by the time I get there, it's too busy. And yep. I'm like, I'm not getting on one of them. So I did yeah, it's that. Quite, it's quite fun. Like I, I mean, 
I wouldn't queue a long time for it. No, it doesn't take. And literally, very long. he was he was just about to go as right. I came into the park, and I thought, right, I'm going to jump straight on. There was three of us on it, and we went up Main Street, got off at the top. Um, I thought, right, well then, let's go and see the dragon. I've not seen her this trip. I walked down there, and I spent ten minutes in there. The only person down there. Oh, yeah. Not one other person. And do you know what? I stood there for about 10 minutes. I filmed up doing her movements. A uh, couple of people scurried off behind me. Didn't even bat an eyelid at it and just carried on going. Like she like it wasn't even there. Um, it, it's so weird because it is such... I, I, think, it's, I, I think it's really impressive. Yeah. I think it's, it, it's a beautiful design. You know, it's creepy. I remember seeing it the first time I saw it as a kid. It scared me. You know, and I, I was like, I don't know, nine or something. I think it was the first trip. And, um, you know, I did fr- find it really freaky. I knew it wasn't, you know, real. But, you know, it is that realistic. And it is, you know, it is a a nasty-looking dragon. You know, this is not your yeah. How to Train Your Dragon or your Reluctant Dragon. Um, yeah. or even it's not even your Maleficent dragon. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, this is a evil-looking dragon. It is really gnarly, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So I did that, uh, and then as I say, I walked through. It was again. It was a five-minute wait for for Phantom Manor. So I did that. That was the only ride I did twice. Um, then what I did, I thought, well, there's half an hour, so I I took a seat. Uh, I got a drink from the the little shop that's in the the front of Frontierland. Mm-hmm. Um, as you come around the corner towards Big Thunder, um, grabbed a drink there, and I went and sat down, and I waited for the Molly Brown um, to start a, a day. And I was on the the first trip around uh, Big Thunder um, for the day. Um, enjoyed that. I hadn't done that for a while, so I kind of made it my day of. Um, transport modes. Yeah. Um, I headed off, I did Pirates of the Caribbean um, after that, and then I headed back down Main Street and jumped on the train. Finally got on the rail- railway. I've only been waiting, I think I've done it once in the last decade. Um, normally closed, but managed to do that. I had a, had a great time on that. Is um, it not closing down again soon? Probably. Uh, it it doesn't stop anywhere at the moment. It just does a grand circle, oh. and that is it. It doesn't stop anywhere else. Um, occasionally, it will stop in the stations because there's people working in them, um, and they'll they'll pass on some information or something. But yeah, no one can get on or off um, around the park. It's only Main Street that's currently open. Um, so that was interesting. So I did that, and then. That was when I, I got the jumper. I found that one when I got off the train. Um, and then that was me done in uh, the main park. Um, I left there because I had a couple of things that I knew I really wanted to do in the studios. Uh, I headed back and got the web web shooters, as I said. Um, grabbed those. Um, and then my main name was Sue Mickey and the Magician. Um so I went and, and headed towards that for its its next show in. Did that. Um, and my my final aim was to get the Frozen show done that's in the, the animation building. 
that oh, yeah. is an absolute pain to get into because literally as soon as they let one lot of people in for one show, the next one an hour later, people start queuing for it. Um, wow. So you literally have to be there at the time of the next show in so you can get into the one after that. Um, and a couple of times I just missed it. Um, and the queue had already been let in and there wasn't enough room. So I ended up queuing. It was literally, I had to leave the parks by about four o'clock. Um, I started queuing at just after one for the two o'clock show. Um, but I will say this, I think it's very much worth it. Um, it's a great little show over a couple of different rooms. Um, so you've still got that room where they've got some of the equipment, like the um, the camera um, and the zoetrope is still in there. Um, they've also got a, a Toy Story version of it in there now um, that you walk into a room and it does it around the room instead, um, which I didn't see because I, I just didn't have time by the time I came out. Um, but you go go through that, that room where there used to be all the, the concept art that's all gone now. It's it's a fairly plain room. Um, but then they take you in and first of all, you meet um, Sven and Christoph. Uh, the animatronic Sven is superb. Um, I think that's great. I was stood right, so I was facing him. So he's on the right-hand side of the stage facing across and I was on the left-hand side. So I was full on to him. So I could see all the movements that he was making. Like possibly people that were in the main bit of the room wouldn't have been able to have seen as much. Um, and then on as introduced um, and they're talking about things that are going on. They're, they're having a party and that everybody's been uh, from Arendelle has been invited to the Ice, ice Palace. Um, they sing a couple of songs. They sing, um, Christoph sings his song. Um, about reindeers being better than people. Um, he does that. Um, they do um, Love is an Open Door. Um, though obviously this time it's it's Christoph that's singing it rather than um, Hans, um, which is great. And then, then you move through to another room and that's the Ice Palace. Um, this is where I found it a little bit strange. So they've got the animatronic of Sven. Olaf's on a screen. Which mm. I found kind of strange. Um, I, I'm not quite sure why. Hmm. Um, it did seem very weird. And then, of course, we get the the ending of, of Let It Go when once we're introduced to Elsa. Um, but I, I think it's very much worth it. I think it's a great little show that's been introduced to to the park it's taken a while for me to to actually see it but i thoroughly enjoyed it um felt a bit awkward as a as a, a lone man in there by himself um but i i enjoyed it um i'd go and see it again um and yeah that was that was pretty much my trip uh, i ended with with that frozen show what an interesting way to close yeah but, and it, it was just down to timing more than anything. Oh, it sounds good. Like, I've not... No, I think Frozen opened... I wonder when Frozen did open, actually. 
I'm sure it wasn't open the last time I, w- I was there. Otherwise, we'd have probably gone to it. So it must have been. No, closed. I think if I remember rightly, the last time I went, that building was still closed. Yeah. Um, which would have been the September uh, yeah. of of 2019. Yeah, and I was there like a month later. So. Yeah. Um, I I just double checked what I said because I thought I might have spoke out of turn. So weirdly, there was an article on. No, I'm even not going to promote them because they're a horrible website. Um, that said that uh, Disneyland Railroad and uh, Snow White would be closing indefinitely on the 7th of November, which is true. Um, but it's only it's only showing up on the calendar as being closed from the 7th until uh, the 9th, 10th, 10th. 11th and then no so it looks like it's only closed for about four or five days i wonder whether that'll be something to do with the changeover of the christmas decorations yeah it could be could be uh because obviously you've got all that stuff on the on the uh train station yes yes that's 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 true that's true and also as well they normally don't they have Santa's Village in Frontierland, yes. which you see from the yeah. station? So yeah. it could be because of that as well. That would make sense. So, yeah. So when I go, that should be open. And if it is, I'm going on it because, like you, I've not done it in about seven or eight years, mainly because of it not being open when I've been there. Um so if it is, I will be going on it. But uh, Snow White, yeah, not sure when that's reopening. Closing on the 7th of November for an indefinite, indefinite amount of time. Um, mm. Which is weird because that was one of the attractions that they did a lot of work on during the lockdown. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember that video they did? What they were yeah. doing while the park was closed. And that was one of the attractions they spent a lot of uh, time yes. redoing. So that's weird that that's closing again so soon. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, and also the pirate galleon is closed. So. Yeah, that's been that was closed while I was there, so that's been that's been down for a while. Yeah, and Nautilus is, but that's been down for yeah. months as well. So yeah, um, I think the pirate galleon. I'm sure I read something about the fact that it, it was in not a, a, a major state of disrepair, but it, it needed a lot of stuff doing to it. So yeah, it yeah, it was all blocked off while I was there. So look, other than the fact that the 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 uh, the reservation system is a mess, yeah. How was your overall experience? I I do think they've taken a little step backwards in, in terms of the the customer service. I think they're probably still short staffed compared to how they were. Um, so I'm not knocking them for it. I don't think it's their fault. Um, Again, as I mentioned, I think the Halloween stuff was behind schedule um, compared to where it normally would be. Um, again, I wasn't going for Halloween, so that didn't bother me as much. And yeah, I just think in general, they're still feeling the after effects uh, of the lockdown and the, the pandemic. Um, I think they'll get there again. It might just take them a little bit longer than some of the other parks uh, have. Uh, I still don't think they're at full capacity. Um, in fact, I'm quite sure they're not, because for me to have been there on a Saturday and a Sunday, 
and to have been pretty much able to walk on Spider-Man um, in the early evening um, pretty much shows that it's not as busy as it, it has been previously. Um, so I think they're still ramping up at the moment. Yeah. Although so I, I think sometimes as well it could be down to the studios. And what yeah. I mean is is that, you know, historically if you look at the um you know, when they do those reports of like the um the highest park attendance around the world, there's normally quite a yep. big gap between Disneyland park and studios. Yeah, but even the, the Disneyland park when I went in afterwards didn't feel as busy. Hmm. Um, but you was, I could off, have you was off season, walked. you know. I was, I know. but again, it's weekends still, mm. and the French tend to flood the parks on a Saturday and a Sunday. Saturday is normally really busy. Sunday, Sundays yeah. are very hit and miss. Like I've been yeah. really busy on a Sunday uh, and and pretty quiet. Um, yeah, but yeah, and I, I know what you mean though. Yeah. And I, I, I could have easily, I didn't. I walked down the the arcade and then cut out. I could have easily walked down Main Street, even though people were waiting for the fireworks. Um, and that's when you know it's it's quiet because if the fireworks are normally going, you you can't move. Um, and uh, at that point, it, it wasn't like that at all. Um, so yeah, I don't think they're they're quite at full capacity yet. Um, they may never go back to the capacity that they used to be at we'll, we'll only find out in time but in general I, I had a great time short few times I got on every ride that I wanted to get on uh, at some point over the weekend um, and yeah just thoroughly enjoyed it and it's it's just a shame that that's probably going to be my last trip um, to Disneyland Paris for, for a while um, now, just because I'm, I've got a young family, I'm I'm not in the situation anymore that I can, I can run off at the drop of a hat to get out there, um, and it's not cheap anymore. Um, so the family, we're having a quiet year after a, a massive trip in the coming weeks to to California, and um, that just means that that kind of Disney is out of my wheelhouse for the next eighteen months to two years probably. Yeah, I like the way you say you got a young family. Like every year they're getting older. Yeah, yeah, but he's now he's now of that age that if I go, yeah, he knows I'm gone. Yeah, um, and isn't happy about it. Um, so we we've made a deal that I I won't be going without the family again now. Um, see, I, I and to I, take all of us, it's too expensive. I'm the opposite. I just Alice will just take the piss out of me for doing it. <laughs> oh, you're going away again without us, are you? Yep. Yes, I am. What are you going to do about it? Nothing, because you're nine years old. Get over it. But no, we're we're, we're all different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think the problem is, um, well, we actually we didn't talk about this in the news, but I mean, annual pro, uh, annual passes have just changed over again. Um, no increase on them from uh, from last time. Uh, generally. If they do a price increase, it's normally the the spring uh, session, isn't it? That they put the prices yeah. up. So we had that earlier this year. So we're in the second half of of that 
cycle now for the annual policies so there was no price increases but um you know obviously they are more expensive now i was looking at them um and mate the reason i'm looking at an annual pass this time is because it's likely i'm going back next year with the family uh and i i can't i can't believe it either that it's even being contemplated um but so you know if i if we are then it makes sense for me to buy an annual pass because otherwise i'm buying the tickets twice you know um but you know looking at them i was like well what do i what do i go for now you know when i first started buying annual passes i think i think it was like 300 euros was like the top tier and now it's like what 499 yeah, I, think. I, I couldn't even one. contemplate that top level now. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the way I looked at it, and I was, when I was talking to my wife about this a few weeks ago, about which one I might go for, because I was quite happy not to go for the top one. I mean, obviously, the top one, you get additional benefits. Um, but I said, you know, the, the thing is, if you if you go for the top one, if you go for the Infinity Pass, you get your photo pass thrown in. Your photo pass that will cost you 60 euros. Now, Let's not even talk about how useful a photo pass is. I think they're useful because you get a lot of ride photos. You want more than just ride photos, but you get your ride photos. So if you are even going to contemplate that, you're going to have to take that price off of your annual pass because you're getting that chucked in. So when you do that, the difference between the top tier and the third tier is probably about 40 or 50 euros. Now, for any additional discounts you get with that Infinity Pass, you know, your extra 10%, again, doesn't sound like much, but it soon adds up. And then yeah. it's quite easy to justify it. But it's still it's still a big expense. I get that. Yeah. And, you know, Craig booked his holiday for next year at the Art of Marvel, and it's cost him pretty much double what it cost him the previous year. Yeah. You know, same time. So, you know, those are going up as well. And then throw into the mix the fact that we have now lost what was it three partner hotels. Yeah, you don't you don't have to stay at a partner hotel, but that was three hotels that were Disney partners that gave you certain perks that now aren't available to you. Exactly. So there's all these things. I, I can I can see it starting to price people out there. Nowhere, you know, nothing like Orlando. No, you know nothing like Orlando and the, and the way that those prices have gone. Plus, as well, the exchange rate. But you know these are all things, and we are in a cost of living crisis, and life is going to get much harder and more expensive in general. And the pound is going down, and the euro is going down. You know, there's there's so many factors that are going to be going into future decisions. I don't blame you for no. feeling that way. You know, I get it. Yeah. But you you hadn't been to a Disney park for three years, no. Um, so you know, was that at least worth it? Yeah, no, it was. I, don't get me wrong. I I had a great time, uh, and I'm going to miss the place because I've been going regularly for the last half a decade until the pandemic. I'd been going at least once a year for probably six seven years. Um. So I am, I'm going to miss it, and it was it was lovely to get back and and see it again, and yeah, I, and I will be back at some point. It's just not going to be in the the near future. Um, 
now you know what happens when we record one of these episodes, right? We record this, it goes out in a few days' time publicly. Uh, you know, Patreons, it goes out almost immediately. Another reason to subscribe to that. Um, but what if tomorrow they announce Run Disney for next year? Uh, I have already agreed that I won't be doing it. Fair enough. It's, Fair it's enough. just, honestly, it's just a bad time of the year. Yep. Um, kids have just gone back to school. Uh, it just it doesn't work for me. And yeah, the next year is is pretty much a, a write-off for, for anything when it comes to that. We've we've got a family trip for, planned for next October, um, but that's in the UK. Um, yeah, we won't be we won't be leaving the country next year, unfortunately. Um. So look, when we were going to record this, I, I had wanted to get Craig on. He wasn't available to record tonight. So we'll just end up with the future of this. Um, so don't worry, Craig's not joining this podcast permanently. Don't worry about it. It's not the news. Um, but we've said before, or it's been mentioned before, um, that me and Craig are going on a Disneyland Paris trip next month. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying that now. You know, it, it seems to come around really quickly, but it is next month. Um, so we are going away um the 20 something 21st something like that i've got my dates confused i know what day i'm going i know what day i'm coming back but i can't remember what the dates are um but anyway we're gonna we're gonna be going away for a few days craig didn't want to record any podcast content and i said that's fine um i'm gonna take my little recorder with me um just in case we do um then he decided after that actually we should so we will be recording stuff while we're there um depending on how much we do it'll probably go out as a patreon only episodes so sorry there might be select highlights we put out here that's probably mainly due to legal reasons more than anything else i mean you spend enough time with craig (laughs) p-dubs you know can you imagine half the conversations we have you know yeah probably can't go out publicly um so yeah uh so we'll be recording our trip uh select highlights and stuff so yeah if you if you are one of our patreons we love you um and and that's what you can expect to to get in november or like well probably be december actually because of how late we're going in the month but uh yeah a nice christmas treat for you um we will talk about it we know we'll do a trip report um with p-dubs about a trip as well um probably in december as well um we're not doing we're not arranging a meet and greet i hate to say that because that sounds really poncy doesn't it when you say it like that like we we had a we had a meet and greet in orlando didn't we yeah is that what we called it i can't remember what we called it now meet and greet just sounds meet up yeah, meet up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meet up. Yeah, I didn't meet and greet. You don't have to greet me. Um, we did meet up in 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 Orlando. Uh, it was lovely, but it was it was very stressful uh, for me, um, and and Craig to an extent as well. All of us really, but yeah, it, it made me go a bit loopy. So we're not doing that when we go, which is why we've not said where we're going to be when. However, there will be certain times where we'll be going for drinks. 
and uh, we will be putting it out on social media when we're going to do that and where we're going to be. Um, so if you are in the parts and we are, and if you want to come and say hello, then we will tell you where we're going to be so you can do that. Um, we don't not want to meet people, but we also don't want to stress of actually organising anything properly. So that's why we're doing it. Um, but yeah, so we've got a trip coming up. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Uh, but hopefully, you know, if I have half as much fun as you did, P-Dubs, in, that'll be good. Um, but I will be packing well. both my thermals and an emergency poncho. So In go. a great big suitcase. In a great big suitcase. So I can bring back all the statues and stuff. Um, but look, we missed out on September, but we've given you a bonus episode, like a bumper episode for October. So, you know, what more do you yeah. want? Um, thank you, P-Dubs, as always. Uh, and thank you for sharing your trip. And uh, mm-hmm. thank you, dear listener. Um, we will be back in November at some point. Um, as we said earlier on, again, we weren't specific, but I'm going on holiday now. You're going on holiday now. Um, you're going away longer than I am, but you're going away. Um, and then me and Craig are going away uh, as well to Disneyland Paris in November. So there will be an episode out. Whether it lands in November or not, I don't know. But we we will see. We will see. Maybe we'll do a pre-trip planning episode. I don't know. But uh, until then, thank you and uh, goodbye. Au revoir. Oh, thank God you didn't forget your line. Podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.